I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome to It Was All a Stream. We are here today to recap Real Housewives of Miami. We are on season five, episode nine. Zach, how you doing? Good. I'm, I'm excited about this week's episode of Miami. There was a lot of love in the air this week. L- love. I yeah, we had a lot of, of like date nights. <laughs> well, we had a lot of date nights and we had a lot of like romantic moments between the couples this week. Yeah, we did. I thought it was interesting though because it felt like between Juliet and Gertie's home relationship scenes, like a lot of what they were talking about was rooted in some type of insecurity about what's going on with Lisa and Lenny. Like, could this happen to me one day? Like, are we are we good? Are we secure? Like, those were kind of the gist of their conversations with their spouses. So I was like, which, you know, is a true reflection of life. If your friend's going through some horrible stuff, you're going to look around in your your backyard and say, okay, do I need to uh, strain some things out tidying here? tidying up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you want to make sure that your backyard is clean too. That way you keep your partner happy so that they don't go astray and find a young model that they decide to leave you for and then give exclusives to page six every week. Yeah. Or a skier in Aspen, which, whichever. (laughs) Mm, That too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the whole episode, we got the mid season trailer last week and it was at the end of today's episode. So what what did you think of it? Was there anything in that trailer that you're looking forward to? I mean, it looks like things are going to continue to get to get spicy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all the ladies have some sort of drama that's to come. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get anything more from Leah Black. It seems like we finally oh, yeah. start to see Lenny's mom turn on Lisa when she brings up the Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Um, which... I wasn't expecting to see her turn on camera. I was I was hoping for more of that that energy that we got of them at brunch talking about the licking of the lips. Like that was that was great TV. Um, but I'll say the drama around Nicole seems fascinating to me. Her getting into it with Larsa, which we saw at the end of this episode, and how that continues to come across. I like I like seeing her seeing uh, or sending Larsa some type of um, shady gift in the mail. I enjoy that. Um, and it seems like there's other drama, but even with her husband and possibly Alexia and uh, and Todd. So um, that's his name, right? 
not Todd. What's Alexa? Todd. Uh, so I'm curious. I'm curious what, what Nicole has brewing. I, I really enjoy her. So I'll likely be team Nicole, I think. But I like we'll that see. she's stepping up a lot more. I like that mm-hmm. she's getting more into the mix. Because, um, I mean, we've gotten a lot of stuff with like her and her family, but we haven't had a whole ton, a whole ton of stuff with her and some of the other women. So it's nice to see her bringing a little more heat. But I mean, come on, when Lars is out here trying to say that she slept with all the other doctors in the hospital, I mean, that's a pretty big accusation to throw out there. You can't be saying that, Larsa. There's a few things. Larsa, uh, this episode, and, and we will get into it. She had some tidbits of season one, Larsa, to me. I was getting season one Larsa vibes, and I didn't love it. I I, I liked I like season five, Larsa. I want us to stay there. We can't be going back to her old ways, but uh, let's get into it. Um, the episode just opened in a very sad, dreary way with Lisa walking around her empty mansion, uh, playing with her daughter. And we get cuts in and out of the women finally getting the article from page six where Lenny exclusively tells page six, we are getting a divorce. We have been separated for some time and living separate lives. Um, And the women are reacting to this in shock and in awe because from what they've heard from Lisa, this just ain't true. Uh, Lisa's saying that, you know, we've, this is a surprise to me, all this stuff. So what Lenny is saying to the press and what they've experienced and what they've seen directly from Lisa is completely contradicting one another. I mean, I just don't understand why he feels the need to keep talking to the press. I mean, even just this week, he was talking to the press. I'm just like, at what point are you just going to like shut up and go away? Because we don't care to hear any more of what you have to say. We don't believe anything that you have to say. And now we're seeing this all play out in real time, where Lisa's crying to these women saying her marriage is over. And then just a couple weeks prior, or not even... I don't even think it was like a full two weeks when they were at the Lisa's good vibes party and they're cuddling and taking photos. That to me is not the picture of a couple that's been broken up for months. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and so it was it was really sad. Gosh, like Lisa, you know, honestly to me, I think Lisa should be holding the center mojito. Uh, I think Alexia is um this season. Because she's really letting us in uh, for all this ugly stuff that she's going through. To see her and Marisol come together, Marisol checking on her. I, I really just enjoy this core group of friends on the show. It, it's it, it's what Housewives should be, is a group of women that actually care for one another. And there's you know occasional fighting and shade, but there's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of sisterhood. So I really appreciated Marisol and Lisa talking. Um... You know, Lenny, we learned that Lenny doesn't stay there anymore. So he's staying uh, supposedly with his mistress. And we also learned that he's been sending Lisa homes, potential homes for her to move into with or without the kids. Just get the hell out, he says. Would you move? No. (laughs) Really? Hell no. I don't know. You would keep the house. So I understand where she's coming from, where it's like, this is my kid's only home. If I leave to them, this whole sense of normalcy, like they will know something is really going on. However, us staying here to them, daddy could just be working a lot. She hasn't really said how often Lenny comes and sees the kids at this point. So, but I, for, for the kids sake, definitely not. It would make me sad to be there by myself, like that big home all by myself. That part would kind of make me want to leave. Um, however, you're not picking my house for me, sir. Uh, I will find a house. You could uh, save your time elsewhere. When I'm ready. When I'm when ready. When I'm ready. I will find the home in which I find satisfying for me. Uh, you don't need to do that. Thank you. But no, thank you. Period. Yes. Um, would, would you stay? Would you go? Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of just threw the question out there. And now I'm thinking like, I don't think I would. I think I would stay because like you said, you don't want to, you know, disrupt the kids foundation and kind of their routine that's been already established that Mm -hmm. moving them in because the kids are going to be with Lisa most of the time anyway. So moving them into another house, it would just be it would be weird. So yeah, I would 
one for the principle of like, you don't get to keep this house after mm-hmm. what you did to me and you embarrass me. And two, for the kids, like, I think, you know, they're the priority. Yeah. And with that, with the kids, it's, you know, she says like, why couldn't he have just waited until they were older? Like, they are children. They are babies. We don't want to disrupt this very vital time in their lives. Just wait till they're older to do your buffoonery and whatnot. And and then she also confides in Marisol and says, you know, I hate him, but I'm also still very much in love with him. And that must be one of like such a tortured state of mind, you know, to have so much disgust for someone, but yet still harbor so much love for them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, there's obviously the grief of losing the relationship and the marriage, but I really don't think she ever believed that Lenny would leave her. And if he was going to leave her, I don't think she expected him to embarrass her in this way. I think she would have been the type of wife that would have been like, if you want to go and have some side hoes, I don't want to know about it. I don't care. Just go and do your thing and don't embarrass me. And we're going to ride this out together. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think she would have been, but (laughs) I think she would have been. I really think because her life is too good for her to let it just pass her by. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, to me was the overall, like the scene, this, the beginning kind of permeated throughout the rest of the episode with, you know, as I mentioned, Martina and Julie having conversations, uh, Gertie and her husband talking about their relationship, Gertie and Russell. Um, And all the sex that they're having. And all the sex that they're having. He doesn't give me... Horn dog vibes? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not buying it, but sure. (laughs) I mean, maybe he's getting it from somebody else. Oh, we're going there. Is he going to the gym? He's going to the fire station. Uh, but he seems like a loyal guy. He does. He knows how to work the poem. <laughs> uh, so then we jump over to what was any scene that involves Frankie is like a beautiful scene. Uh, Alexia and Frankie, they uh, go to this clothing store. Uh, and my note says Frankie is the cutest love bucket, which is what I call my dog love bucket. But Frankie is so Aww. cute. <laughs> Uh, and he just and he also loves the girls. He tells all the girls they're beautiful. He gives them hugs. Very sweet. And Alexia's at this fashion clothing store, and she's uh, going to be hosting a charity there uh, for the De, the De Moya Foundation, which helps young adults that have like these mental setbacks. Young young adults like Frankie get you know into the real world, get jobs, unique abilities, be, yeah. unique abilities, and be independent in their lives. And um. Uh, such a great, you know, foundation. And she really realized that I think probably last season when, you know, her family went through a really tough time with her sons and Todd not getting along and Todd basically saying, you you coddle him a little bit too much. And she realized that she needs to kind of step back and and allow Frankie to be an adult. Um, Which I I just, I genuinely do enjoy this journey with Alexia. As I said uh, a couple episodes ago, I'm rewatching Miami and uh, I'm in season two uh, and she, you know, Frankie had just had his, his accident. And, and so seeing him then to now and where they're at, it's, it's really been, you know, great to be on this journey with them. Yeah. And he's come a long way. I mean, this was a, a tough scene for me to watch, I guess, just this storyline because it hits so close to home with me and my brother and like seeing a lot of the emotions that Alexia was going through and kind of seeing her talk about wanting him to live an independent life, but also knowing that that's going to be a challenge and not knowing if that's going to be a reality for him and even for her to be able to let go. You know, it, it definitely hit close to home for me watching And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this right now. But it's nice and it's endearing. And I think it also opens up that world for people that don't understand what that's like. You know, it's not like your kid just turns 18. You're like, okay, go fly the nest. Get out. It's like, you know, you have to make sure you you set things up in in the appropriate manner. And sometimes 
that's not a reality. And so I think she's facing that struggle between wanting Frankie to be independent while also being like, but can he do this? And I think we see that like in the mid-season trailer of like, has he ever called an Uber? And I thought it was really cute when he was just like, no, I don't want to be independent. He's like, no, I like you taking care of me. He's like, my mom is such an angel. And she's like, yes, I am. But it's so sweet. He is like the sweetest young man. And, and, yeah, I, I adore her relationship with him. And, and this all sets us up for the end scene at the party. So then we move on to Martina and Julia, where I almost fast forwarded through the scene. But I thought, you know what? Let me stick around and see what happens. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a nice scene where Julia has this conversation. You know, she has this romantic dinner for Martina, reminiscent of when she used to live in Paris and come over and all that beautiful lovey-dovey stuff. and she has this conversation and shares some of her like insecurities around their relationship and that they might be growing apart or that their interests aren't really aligning. And, and Martina does a really like sweet job of, of kind of grounding her and bringing her in of like, no, we have history together. I love you. I don't want those Aspen ski bunnies. Like I don't go to Aspen for the women. I go for the, the mountains or whatever she said. So I, it was it was nice. I'm glad I didn't fast forward. It was actually a cute scene and it made Julia likable. I like Martina. I think Martina is a real who and I enjoy watching her on the screen way more than I enjoy Julia. But I thought it was nice that she was like trying to keep things, you know, spicy. But it's also just like, okay, well then go travel the world with Martina. Like live, like Martina wants to go and live, you know, her free life. And Julia is just like an anchor that keeps pulling her back. Hire somebody to take care of the goats. Like somebody can take care of the farm. Go with your woman, live life, have some more fish that you don't make yourself that somebody else can make for you that's Mm -hmm. actually good. Yes. Just chat around that globe, girl. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad I stuck around for it. it, it I, and get and... a ski bunny. Why not get a ski bunny? Bring it, That'll spice things up. Get a little <laughs> ski bunny. Bring her into the bedroom. Let's live life. <laughs> I'm just living life. Um, yes, I, I don't co-sign the third ski bunny, but to each his own. To each his own. And Listen, then... <laughs> a good threesome is great. I recommend it for you and Dustin one day. <laughs> Another time where Zach makes me blush. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, uh, Lexia and Marisol hit the town for dinner. Uh, This was just a little short scene to kind of show that this news around Lenny and and, and Lisa is spreading uh, throughout the Miami social circle. Uh, They sit down to have dinner. And a friend of Marisol was so cute. Like, Marisol is just so cute. Uh, Recognizes her. They say hi. They talk. And they ask, like, hey, what's going on with Lisa and Lenny? Like, you know, gossip, whatnot. And as they sit down, you know, they, they talk about what was going on with Lisa and Lenny. They said, you know... A woman always knows she always has an instinct. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Lisa, you know, she saw a lot of the warning signs, but she just didn't want to believe them. Uh, Alexia shares, you know, how her and Herman put on this big front. They slept in different rooms. Um, and she found out one day Herman had another apartment. Like, he he wasn't even living in the house. He was living somewhere else. And and how that's similar to what's going on with with. Lisa and and Lenny, what, what what was your perspective on all that? Like, do you believe that Lisa had some idea of what was going on, but just out of sight, out of mind? Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, how can you not? It's not like Herman who was sneaking off and like pretending he didn't have a gay lover. It's like... Lenny was having these parties with all these hot women. Like, you have to know. I'm sure he had a wandering eye. We already had the emotional affair in the past. So it's like, yeah, of course she's going to have these thoughts in the back of her head. I think she just shoved it down and was like, I don't want to, I don't want to know. And it's easier not to know. And I think she just was in the bubble of ignorance is bliss. Keep my head in the sand and my life will stay good. You know, I guess it's tough. As you were talking about that, I was thinking, well, why didn't one of the women say something to her? Like, they they all saw their relationship and all kind of saw, like, how weird it was and how he spoke to her and whatnot. None of them liked him. But I guess at that, you can't really come to a woman in a long marriage with kids and say, you know, I don't like your husband or I think he's shady if you don't really have any proof to back it up, I guess. So... 
Yeah, because listen, at the end of the day, they're always going to pick the partner. Yeah. You know? And that's just and that's just kind of what it is. You know, I know I've been in situations where I'm like, mm, I don't love your partner. Um, and I don't see that you're necessarily happy in this situation. But I know this is a journey you need to go through. And you kind of need to fall down this road. I can be here to support you. But I know if I say anything, I, you know, you're always going to your friend is just always going to pick your partner because you act you act in the heat of the moment and so sometimes you i think you have to be ready to hear that type of information otherwise if you do bring it up or if you do say something and i think that's probably like we see with Larsa and Lenny you know where they had a fight and like Lisa didn't really seem to be bothered by that the fact that you know Lenny and Larsa were not getting along and she was still going to pick her man at the end of the day yeah, I, I, it, it just is such such a tough spot to be in when you're that friend. Uh, I have like a a one time rule where it's like, oh, maybe say something once, like not in a really Drop direct a way, just once. Yes. If you receive it, you receive it. If you don't, I said my piece, and I'll let you go because because then also they might not trust to tell you things anymore because they think you hate their man. So that's yeah. another aspect of it too. Um, they have to be ready and they have to see it on their own. And sometimes that's challenging as the friend because then you're like, I want to help guide you out of this situation because I know the person that you're with is not a healthy situation to be in. And, you know, that's challenging as a friend. Yeah, it is. It really is. But I mean, the way these women are showing up for her, it is, it's, it's really, you know, great to see. And they're being, all of them are being yeah, good. They're friends. showing up when it matters. It, it truly, and we're not getting any, um, calculated moves. None of the gossip behind yeah. her back or talk behind her back has been malicious so far, which I, you know, respect. Cause had this been Atlanta or Potomac or, Beverly Hills, there would have been <laughs> some quite like hard questions and less support. So, well, yeah, but I also think that in other shows, they're not as they wouldn't be as open and, and vulnerable as I think Lisa's being. Mm -hmm. Lisa's really putting it all on the table and she's keeping them all updated as it's breaking in real time that I think they trust a little better. And I think their relationships with Lisa are a lot more genuine and have you know, they've sustained a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of sustainability, uh, we have a 20-year marriage date, beach date with uh, Gertie and Russell. Uh, we've, I, I knew they were high school sweethearts or middle school. They have been together for a very long time. So 27 years 27 all years. together. 20 years married, which is really cute. Seeing their old pictures Wild. of like high school and, and growing, like growing together was, was really, really sweet. Um, and you know, Zach, I'm sure you probably agree with this. She says the success to a 20 year marriage is lots of sex. And according to her, they do that. So, <laughs> but three times a week, I feel like that's I think fairly that's moderate. A, a lot for a married couple with two kids and full-time careers. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can find time. You can make the time. I mean, yeah. He was like, I would like it a little more often. I'm like, wouldn't you know? Every man. And she was like, I'll spice it up. Yes. I think Gertie definitely wants to keep her marriage hot. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what I like about their relationship is they allow each other to have their own careers, but they still, you know, have a solid foundation. Yeah, and I think that's important. Uh, one of the things, though, that, you know, Russell brings up is Gertie, and Gertie acknowledges, is that she's a workaholic. And when she comes home a lot at the end of the night, she just shuts off. He says, you watch the shows that I'm not into, which I know lots of men can relate to that. And, and he just wants her to be more present. Even though she's home, it doesn't make her present, which... You know, it was it was good that that was like Gertie received it. Like she sees it, she understands it, and she receives it and wants to do better. So it was there was no pushback there. And then we get her talking about her kids too. So that was also kind of sweet, like just being a mom, boy mom, um, and and raising two boys that you know are into Star Wars and Legos and and <laughs> probably it would be hard to be this very like feminine mom and like not really able to relate to your young kids about Darth Vader. <laughs> I know 
She definitely does not seem to be a Star Wars fan at all. Yeah, that would be something I would struggle with. I'd be like, uh, okay. (laughs) She needs a gay son. (laughs) She would thrive with a gay son. Um, And then, okay. I'm gonna be honest. This next scene, I also almost fast forwarded because I saw Julia get out of the car. I am a Julia hater. I don't. It's it's a personality trait. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but then I saw it was with Adriana, and it was the doctor's appointment. When Adriana brought this to Larsa a couple episodes ago, I thought it was a joke. I did not think we were going to get the butt injections. I thought this was just to rag on Larsa and to mess with her. I didn't know she was serious about this. And yet here we are with her ass up and shots poking in it. I mean, I I guess I assumed she would really go through with this because she's the type that, you know, she's, she can get scrappy and she knows how to deliver for the show, right? Yeah. And like, you know, we, we have her fake music career that's <laughs> booming and thriving and she has to put food on the table by you know, shaking her butt on a on a yacht. But I mean, I'm, I wasn't surprised that she was doing this. I thought that this scene was kind of dumb. Though. I'm like, we don't really need this. And Julia doesn't care to be there. And like, this is just kind of dumb. I, I Especially because it's not the full Brazilian butt lift. It's just like collagen injections that they're putting in her butt. Yeah. And she has a great butt. Yeah. I, I didn't need it. However, I did find this interesting uh her talking about Larsa's butt she says she doesn't want to like she doesn't want a butt like Larsa's uh yes she does <laughs> she says there's no issue with her butt she just wishes that Larsa wouldn't deny that she got butt implants which I am a hundred percent on board with I do not co-sign support or like when women in public life, get work done, get a lot of work done, and pretend that they naturally obtain such body or beauty. It drives me crazy. It's dangerous, in my opinion, to young girls in society. I hate that. So Larissa denying her butt implants when she was real thin in season one is infuriating to me. Even if it's not implants, because I think what a lot of people do, and this is how they get around it, is they do body sculpting. And so basically, sculpting just pushes your fat from one place to your body. So essentially, it pushes it up from the thighs up into the butt, and it kind of shapes the butt. So it's just moving your own fat over. And I think the Kardashians do a lot of that, and it's a lot of lasers. So even though there are technically no injections or implants it's still you know moving and that's why the kardashians have really teeny tiny tummies but like big hips because it's all the fat from your stomach and all the fat from your thighs that's being sculpted up into this like round unnatural body so that's why they're like well technically i don't have implants but it's like but it's still not a natural body yeah and even larsa when they're at the reunion playing the clip from last season and there she's like all you know i've just had like my lips done and i've had my nose done i'm like okay well, we know you've had your nose done, but you also have a shit ton of filler in your face. And it's not good filler either. No. Because her face looks so bad. And she doesn't need that much filler. Like, if she got just a little bit of filler and did it right, she could look phenomenal. But I think she overdoes it. And I think even her butt is a little too overdone that I get Adriana's point. But I do think Adriana's like, you know, she wants to, she definitely wants that, that, ass that like kind Larsa. of badonkadonk. Um, ass like that. Uh, fill me in, Zach, because you know a little bit more about, or a lot a bit more about beauty trends and stuff like this. With the filler, could she take some out and look good? Or once you do it, it's kind of like, just like that. No, filler doesn't last. Filler and Botox don't last. Botox will last about like three to four months and then filler can last up to a year. So you have to keep putting it in. What I think happens with a lot of people, especially when it comes to filler, is once you put filler in, I know because I get filler, I get filler put under my eyes um, and then a little bit of my frown lines Mm -hmm. or mostly just like here to kind of, but my cheekbones are natural. Everything else is natural (laughs) and I get Botox. But with what happens with filler and this happens with a lot of housewives is once you start to put a little bit in and it looks good, then as it starts to dissolve over the next couple of months, you start to see some of those lines start to come back. So then they immediately, before allowing it to fully dissolve, before they they get a a fresh injection, they immediately just start injecting more and more and more 
more. And then you kind of slowly, subtly build these like crazy wild cheekbones and these crazy wild hips. Yeah, yeah. the pillow face. Ugh. So Awful. it happens gradually and slowly over time. Um, and I imagine that's probably what happened with Larsa. I mean, it's the same thing with like lip injections, especially because as your filler dissolves, it doesn't always dissolve evenly. So, you know, like with lip injections and stuff, that's why some ladies have like ginormous lips is because if one side starts to deflate a little bit, you puff it up and you puff it up and you puff it up. And then you have like these crazy, insane baboon butt lips. Just sounds like so much work <laughs> and money. It's yeah. it's nah. it's very it's, it's a lot of maintenance and it's and, a lot of maintenance. And I say that as a girl that likes to be maintained, but that just seems like too much. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I feel mightily informed and never getting any of it, but I appreciate the end. <laughs> uh, so- Botox is great. I would advocate for anybody that wants Botox is great and Botox dissolves quickly. So if you don't like it and the thing with filler is if you don't like filler, you can have it dissolved on the spot. So if you think that it's too big, they can put in dissolving solution so that the filler, you know, will come down in a, in like a couple of days. Okay. Well, you know that one saying that they say, uh, black don't crack. So I think I might be okay. Yes. You look great. You <laughs> we'll look see, sad. though. I won't rule it out. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing in the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So Alexia's party, which was beautiful. The step and repeat, the entrance to the store was gorgeous. I wanted to be there as I was watching in bed. I was like, that's an event I'd like to go to. (laughs) It was really, it looked really nice. The the bartenders, the bar. uh, But on the way there, we get Nicole talking with Gertie. They come together and they're in the car. You know, Nicole's excited about her engagement party, which I'm sure we'll see next week. She said it is next week. So I'm sure that's coming soon. And it's going to be Vegas themed, mixed with Great Gatsby because they met in Vegas, you know, taking a shot at love, all that stuff. Sounds really cute. I believe what did she say her her budget was a hundred thousand dollars for the engagement party was that was that what it was it was an obscene amount under a yeah. hundred thousand dollars yeah so uh looking forward to that extravagant party <laughs> and then she also starts to mention these weird comments and jabs that Lars has been throwing at her, which I kind of thought were weird too also. I don't understand why she necessarily cares because it's her ex-husband. Maybe she has a good relationship with him. I don't know. But 
Larsa keeps in in certain instances inserting herself and saying, "Well, you wouldn't understand because your ex husband's a teacher." Or then we get a flashback at the reunion where Larsa says something. Well, what like your ex husband the teacher or whatever. And in that situation at the boat, I felt like what Larsa was trying to say was our divorces were more high profile and you had a small divorce with, you know, this guy who was a teacher. So you wouldn't understand the the magnitude of what's going on type of a thing. Um, However, I do think that's again, Larsa kind of policing who could say what and when they could say something. She did it with, with Gertie um, a few seasons or episodes back. So I don't know. What did you make of Nicole feeling some type of way over this teacher job? I mean, I get it. I think Larsa has a way of just being a little condescending. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if she's... A, I, it's, I don't know if it's... I want to say unconscious, like she's doing it. But I think it's more of just like a lack of, of awareness. Like she lacks the self-awareness to realize how she's landing. Um, that I don't... I think she does look down on Nicole for her ex-husband being a teacher because in Lars's mind, it's like, what does he what does he bring to the world? He was just a teacher that like, you know, have him buy some school supplies. There's nothing compared to, you know, some Pippin money. So, I mean, I get it. She means, as you mentioned, like the highly publicized divorce, the division of assets, the kids that were involved. But I just don't know she just needs to hopefully watch the footage back and kind of check herself a little bit. But yeah. I don't know that that would actually happen because I think she just is the type of person to double down rather than apologize. Yeah, because because the the one time that she said it where I understood where she was coming from was that time on the yacht. But then when they did the flashback to when they were fighting in the Hamptons, I was like, well, that came out of nowhere. And then the flashback to the reunion, it was like, why don't you gotta put his occupation out there? Like, why you put a man on Front Street like that? Like just a teacher. Um, so I get why Nicole feels some type of way about it, but also I'm like, well, that's your ex-husband, girl. Like, who cares? Yeah, I don't think it's that deep. I mean, is Larsa condescending? Yes, but I don't think that's unique to just Nicole and her ex-husband that's a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so all the women start coming to the party and again, the chatter around the event is that another page six article has come out. And this time it's Katharina giving her side of the story. She says aye, aye, aye. she is not the reason for this divorce. And that yes, she is. Her and Lenny were both separated at the time in which they met and that they are going through this divorce journey together. The lies, Chelsea. <laughs> the lies. <laughs> The lies, the blatant disrespect of another woman and her family. It is just, I mean, maybe that's the story that they want to tell themselves. I mean, maybe Katharina really believes, no, but there's no way she can believe that. I no mean, way. come on, they were still posting pic pictures on Instagram. Like, they were still filming together as a family that I don't understand the point of going to the press and lying. I don't understand the press of going, the point of going to the press at all. As the woman rightfully pointed out, she is a nobody. Why do you think you need to go make yourself public? Oh, that's right. Because you're some young 20-something that is being a star fucker of a, you know, level D reality star. Like, get over yourself. You're nobody and you're putting yourself out there into this space because you want some type of notoriety for taking some woman's husband and her and this man away from his kids who raised you? Like, when I see people act this way, like, that is always my first thought. Who raised you? What animals raised you? Because that is no way for anyone to act. It was so wildly disrespectful, disappointing. Lisa believes that it's Lenny that's behind all of this, that he's kind of concocting this plan. What do you think? No, I don't think that it's Lenny. I think Katharina really wants the attention from all of this. Yeah. I think she is thriving off of the press and the notoriety that she's gaining. Even though it's not necessarily like fame that she's getting, it's more like infamy. She's becoming yeah. infamous. And I guess she's leaning into that 
Because in her head, not only is she being relevant, but she also has this rich man that's taking care of her. So in her head, she's winning, which is a very, you know, 20-year-old mindset to have, rather than thinking of the long game Mm -hmm. and how this is going to affect her reputation and her career down the line. And like, what happens if she doesn't have Lenny to stick around? Like, then what, she's just going to find herself another rich dude? Yeah, you have to be some type of narcissist to think that you could go out there and release a statement like that and think people are going to be on your side. There's no... Oh, you mean like Jen Shaw posting Instagram stories after getting sentenced to six and a half years in prison? Oh my God, it was amazing. Yeah, just like Jen Shaw. (laughs) You have to be uh, some level of arrogant and in your own, up your own ass to think that that is acceptable. There's there's no way. And then we get Lisa on the phone with Lenny, which I believe is this the first time we have heard. Well, we heard Lenny talking at the wanting to do the tennis lessons, but this is the first and on on the car ride over. Remember, they were on the phone. And he told her to f off. Well, yeah, yeah. This like was that. the first time we've heard from him since the the tennis lessons. So it's been a while since we've heard yeah. from Lenny. And you know, she she goes on and says, "What you're doing is disgusting." You don't care about our children. If she's going to lie on me, I'm going to be telling the truth. And yeah, Lenny just simply replies with a fuck you. And I, I mean, Lenny, the word you took the words right out of our mouths to you. <laughs> just disgraceful. Disgraceful. This man has no. Again, who raised him? His mama, I would be slapping him upside down. That is just... Well, no, now she's backing him. Now she's like supporting him. What do you think decision. that's about? Where it's more just like, yeah, that is my son. But also, doesn't he like fund her lifestyle? Does he not pay for that's everything about thinking. her too? That's what I'm thinking. Like, it, it, listen, mama knows when she has it good and when to not ruffle feathers. Like at some point, you're like, let me try to get you in line. And when you don't want to get in line, I, I'm not going to ditch you. And you're not, you know, I'm not trying to get the Amex cut off. Yeah, you're my meal ticket. Because, I mean, she's she was right with siding with Lisa and all of this. And I would feel some type of way if my son just did that. That's not how I raised you. That's not how you should be towards women, let alone towards your wife. So... I was, Maybe she picked Lisa's side because she was like, okay, they're probably going to work this out and Lisa's going to stick around. And I believe in my heart Lenny's wrong. And then once she realized Lenny was not going to stay with Lisa and he was absolutely leaving her, that's when she changed her tune. and was like, well, all right, then Lisa's out the picture. I have no loyalty to her. Possibly. I don't know. It is her only child, right? His only child or only son. So... Uh, I, it, at the end of the day, it is her child. So there is only one side she could truly take. I mean, uh, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> want him to do the right thing. Want him to do the right thing. He won't, though. Spoiler alert, he's not going to. Um, Larsa. So Adriana shows up. She tells all the girls about her butt injection. And Larsa had the joke of the day to me when she said, Adriana is trying to buy a body like mine. And I thought, Larsa, you bought a body like yours. What are you talking about? It's yes, not your natural <laughs> body. There's nothing natural about Larsa. Yes. She's becoming more obnoxious yes, as the weeks go on. Season one, Larsa. I don't want it. Bring us back to season five, Larsa. Get us back there. I really liked her in the first couple well, of what episodes. it was is she wasn't at the height that she's at now right whereas now she has the apartment and now she like is feeling a little haughty um so i think last season there was still a bit of like this ambitious and this drive that she had and like this like wanting to repair the life that she no longer has with um with scotty and this new life that she's building and trying to provide for herself and now she's like achieved some of that and now there's no humility in her none none whatsoever um but she does have a career in comedy if she chooses to pursue it with that one line. is her main income only fans like that's how she's making that's how she bought this penthouse i mean i would think that and probably just like a lot of influencer marketing like posting pictures yeah. and stuff Bit tummy tea. Yeah. yeah so who knows maybe she has a, oh, she has, they she did has some, some smart marketing remember they went to the hamptons for her jewelry and uh, i mean but those aren't real <laughs> Those are not. Real. Those are like limited. Those are like licensing deals and limited edition collections. Sony and Morgan stuff. type businesses. Um, 
Yeah, I'm waiting for Larsa's toaster oven. <laughs> so Larsa pulls Lisa aside and, you know, Lisa confides in her and she thinks that this is ultimately all Lenny is doing. She says, um, Lenny is just blinded. And in the middle of their conversation, we get a text message from Lenny to Lisa saying, are you going grocery shopping? Because if you are, I would like some crunchy peanut butter, strawberries, and bananas. Um, I'm sorry. The audacity. <laughs> and are you coming by our house to pick up said groceries and to take them off to your mistress's house? Like, what is this? What are you talking about? You need some gro. Go get your own damn groceries. Should I get you a chocolate fondue fountain? Yeah. Should I get you some some uh, candy lingerie? Yeah. Like, what else would you like, like for your girlfriend? Yes. Can't- Does she need some warm milk? Does, does she not know how her to, bottle? to grocery shop herself? Like, no, I'm not getting you groceries. Instacart it. Yeah, no, bullshit. Crazy. I That was so... I mean, I guess just telling as to where his head is at, which is up his ass. Because in what world yeah. do you tell he, your wife, because you're not divorced, your wife to buy you groceries just after you told her to fuck off because your girlfriend was spreading lies about her in a national publication. In what world is all of that okay? He's delusional. He really is. If he thinks that she... I mean, I would buy him his fucking strawberries and I would pee on them. I would do something <laughs> spiteful just to be like, you like you want to play? Let's play. Bring <laughs> Katharina over. Let her lick her lips while I shove this banana down her throat. Well, as Lisa said, I'll, yeah, I'll buy you bananas and I'll shove it up your ass. Like, yeah. What is wrong with you, sir? Uh, so Lisa gets up and in comes Nicole rotating in and they kind of, you know, Kiki, not Kiki, but talk about what's going on with Lisa and whatnot. And then Nicole somewhat, you know, smoothly transitions into why are you, you know, throwing some jabs at me over this teacher thing? You keep, you keep kind of saying it. I just want to know where it's coming from because for me, it feels like you're being condescending. And um, Larsa says that she's not trying to be that way and that she feels like she needs to take baby steps with Nicole because she said that she judged her before she ever got to know her and that Larsa took offense to, to something Nicole said last season, which was, you know, she wanted to get to know people that she's hanging out with before she lets them into her home. Which I think is a completely reasonable sentiment and thought to have. Um, Am I crazy, Zach? Or is that an insult? (laughs) These women, I can never keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah. So Larsa was insulted by Nicole saying that she just wants to know who she is before, you know, having her in her home, which again, just seems normal. Uh, Normal people do that. Very valid. Uh, yes. And but then out of nowhere, which again, Larsa with the the sluggers, the Julia kissing a guy at the bar, she comes in with, I heard that you hooked up with every guy at the hospital. Did I ever mention that? Well, now you did. <laughs> I mean, I would think at that point she would smell like hospital. <laughs> She would. Mary Cosby would not want to be around her. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so, like, such a low blow. So... And just unnecessary. Unnecessary. Not something that you... And and this is where, you know, Larson wants to talk about how she was, like, this well-taken-care-of woman and stuff like that. This is where your experience not being a professional at any aspect of your life as a female comes into play where you don't understand how something like that could be damaging to a woman. Ramifications, yeah. yeah. The the reputation that women have to uphold in certain situations, being a doctor, I'm sure, in a field filled with men and, and you know, a, a young, beautiful woman at that having to, you know, hold off advances, you know, work your way to where you're at, to where you are this doctor that... To be respected. To be respected. So for her to say that is just... It was... uh, It it almost reminds me of a Teresa Judice thing. When Teresa was talking about Margaret a couple seasons ago, not not like, well, I would have just said no. And it's like, well, yeah, because you've never been in that situation where you had to work to survive. And 
there are situations where women are put in in these in, in today's society still where we can't have those types of things thrown at us because it's going to ruin our careers. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did not I did not like that. And Nicole says it I think in the in the mid-season trailer where she's like it there are a lot of stereotypes that come with being a young pretty Latin woman because there are the stereotypes of like oh, she's a seductress. She's yeah, you're you know, she's trying to hook a man. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just it's a reckless accusation to throw out there and it could hurt her reputation, not just her reputation but her job. Yeah, I I didn't like that. I th- I I thought it was a complete low blow. Like Larsa goes low. Uh we got that in in the beginning of the season granted saying you have a mortgage is not the same as you sleep with every man in the hospital that works there. Um, but for Nicole to just come to you and say, I felt like you were being condescending to me the way that you keep bringing up that my ex-husband was a teacher for her to reply with, well, I could have said this instead is fucked up. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And no reason for it whatsoever. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, we did get the mid-season trailer as, as we discussed our highs from it. However, I was watching it and then listening. I think the trailer was set to Adriana's song. Yes. Miami. Ha, ha, okay. ha, 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 ha. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's Which good. further validates her delusion. It's getting it's getting some some spins. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm also looking forward to Adriana's drama. It seems like she's going to be in a lot of hot water too uh, throughout the rest of the season. She said something about Marisol's boyfriend. She I forget what that was. She, she did not she, or like yeah yeah. So I, listen, it our Adriana's the brandy of Miami and she's always going to get scrappy <laughs> and she's always going to throw out what needs to happen. Yeah, she is pretty messy. She's a sloppy, sloppy woman. Uh, but I do enjoy watching her. I Again, bring take her and take out Julia. I'd be happy. Keep Julia as the kooky friend up, right? Yeah. I don't she could be she can be Adriana's friend. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a need to have her full time. I just don't find her that interesting. Not in the slightest. Um but yeah, Zach, that was fun. Uh Miami's hot, 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 hot. Now I'm gonna listen to that damn song later, Chelsea. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope it is the the soundtrack to your weekend. Miami's hot, 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 hot. hot. I love it. Well, you guys, thanks so much for listening to us all a stream. As we recapped uh, season five of The Real Housewives of Miami, we will be back next week uh, doing the same thing. So we'll catch you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.